Namaste, and welcome to the Modern Mystic Podcast, where we are exploring the mystical in the mundane and the magic in the present moment, bringing you ancient tools and technologies into modern day living, yoga, mythic, and healing conversations with expert and visionary powerhouses sharing their stories and secrets with you to help you live an inspired life. Rest is radical. Rest is revolutionary. Rest is recuperative. Rest is regenerative. Rest is restorative. My name is Kilkenny, the host of the Modern Mystic Podcast. And I have always been a passionate and very purposeful sleeper. And rest is certainly a part of that. And yet, today I'd like to talk about the practice of rest, the potency of resting, and all the subtleties and ways we can integrate that into our life when awake. Rest, R, restorative, E, extended, S, senses, T to harmony. Restore extended senses to harmony. For in this modern day world where the overculture is the rat race is go, 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 achieve, 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 and the patriarchal overtones that we've all digested consciously and then of course unconsciously. And in some sense really to function in society if you are engaging day to day in a way that would be perceived as functional, most everyone in order to do so is probably not resting it enough. And most everyone, their nervous system is shot or depleted in some way because just to engage in the society, our society is unhealthy. Our society has so many aspects to it that if you're functioning in it, then you're probably out of balance because it's a dysfunctional system. And so it's not anyone's fault it's the world we live in and so how do we support ourselves as mystics our bodies and our tangible gross physical selves are this technology that allows us to experience all sorts of dimensions all sorts of magical mystical psychological experiences yet our body really is the fundamental gateway and so often when our bodies are running in a million directions, we get really burnt out. Our minds, of course, can go on many, many avenues and get burnt out. The irony is that burnout is often a product of not having enough of the element fire within you and your life. So there's a paradox too that can happen. Sometimes we're running all over the place and we have so much fire and you know, our fuel tank isn't full, so to speak. And then paradoxically, one might infer from the term burnout, it's always too much fire. However, often it can be a product of not enough of the optimal kind of fire. So we're running around doing all these things, the mental bodies, having all these thoughts, yet we get squelched in the fire of our own demanding schedules, in our people-pleasing tendencies, 
And when we are constantly yielding to the centrifugal forces of the to-do lists and, you know, the mirages of perfection in action, we have succumbed to the overculture's domination in attitude often, again, of no fault of our own. So not to criticize or minimize the magnitude of this, but we succumb to the overculture's domination and attitude of achievement over rest, noise above quiet. It's really society's glorification of busy. So how can we stop this glorification of busyness, of multitasking, of the shadow the underbelly of our society, which is burnout. What if we actually practiced pausing and made peace our end game in our life? Not peace in every moment that the outer circumstances are lining up. That's naive and an impossibility, right? We're here to learn karmic lessons. It's my belief and experience. And so there's an impossibility of not having everything always being peaceful. But what if in the end, our end game was to feel as peaceful in as many moments as possible in our life? Can you imagine if everyone walked around this earth having that as a goal? Such a different world we would live in. So in these times, this goal and this quest for rest is truly a radical act. Yet with everyone's nervous systems at a collective, truly high of all time, I might argue, just of being strung out, and thanks to the increased expectation as part of this of lengthened work hours, being on call for our jobs, 24-7 a lot of us, and then being on call for all the people we support, Thanks to technology, right, they can access us or reach out to us all hours of the day and night. Most of us are living at an untenable pace. And eventually, our bodies, our tool for being here in this physical world, on this earth plane, and or our psyches, or both, will at some point pay the price So what does it mean to practice rest and relaxation? And why would we even have to like practice such a thing? I mean, we go to sleep every night. Isn't that enough? One could argue. Well, truly, if you think about it, even from a historical standpoint, it wasn't until the late 1880s that the urban metropolises in the U.S. and many U.S. states and also larger countries around the globe received electricity. So since time immemorial, think about it, until only approximately like 130 years ago, no matter how stressful the days were, which back then, I mean, think about a day in the life, you know, that could entail battles with neighboring tribes and bears to fend off. So there's still a high level of stress there for sure. Yet there was a louding blanket of darkness that ensued, which forced, so to speak, a time for winding down. 
a time for relative relaxation and rest each day. Nature, Panchamama, Mother Nature, ensured a break for everyone's nervous systems as the vast majority of activities people back in the day couldn't simply do after sunset. It just wasn't an option because they couldn't see in the dark. Nowadays, with electricity, we just can bypass that very important daily dose of rest and relaxation with the Pandora's box of technology completely frying our nervous systems because according to so many studies, every notification we get on our devices is equivalent literally to seeing a bear in a forest in the way of how our nervous system registers it. So yes, do you hear that everyone? every notification so you can think oh i'm used to these notifications okay an email you know a text our nervous system because think about it our nervous system has been developing one way for you know millions of years technology has just been introduced it's not even a dot on the timeline of third dimensional time (laughs) and so our nervous systems you know take hundreds and thousands of years to adapt to different things and so our nervous systems are maladapted to all this buzzing and notification and interruption energy and if you've actually met a bear up close in the forest i actually have and this data really hits home for me thinking about that because it is amazingly riveting experience and an experience like no other when I was on a hike and saw a bear very close to me several feet on a path and it is the opposite of relaxing it is incredibly awe-inspiring it was an incredible totem really download of um, an experience but it was the opposite of relaxing (laughs) so during this current epoch we live in of extreme taxation on our nervous systems, which also, by the way, affects our immune system function, because when we rest, awake, not just asleep, our white blood cells are able to fight free radicals, disease, and our body repairs itself. So that happens the most deeply in that consistent sleep state. But if we don't take pauses during the day, and if we're not meditating or breathing or even little pockets of peace I call them 30 seconds here two minutes there then we're not fully taking time to languish and repose our physical health and it can decline because it needs more than just sleep our psychology and psyche needs more than just sleep our minds need pauses too so the minds can be healthy in addition to the body So the minds, when we have those pauses from all those badgering, pesky thoughts, we can have pauses of those. Then it's almost like our minds, energetic white blood cells, can come in and do some cleanup and clear some of that away. So our brains are more aligned with our hearts and more aligned with creating our life in a more uplifting way with the art form of our thoughts. So, other than totally uprooting our lives and moving to an island, which few of us can do, would be nice, but in practicality, hard for most of us, 
what are the radical acts of rest and relaxation that we can pepper into our days to help mitigate the inordinate amount of stressors that most of us face on a daily basis? So let's talk now about some tips and strategies. I love strategies for mitigating burnout. So one of the aspects of burnout is simply physiologically put, not putting enough time into the re-regulation of our nervous systems. Again, just by mere function of living in our modern world and its overculture, this is something we must do on a daily, yes, daily folks, basis, not just weekly, to continue to support our nervous systems, our bodies, and our souls to maintain homeostasis. Depending upon our dispositions, different activities and practices will feel good to different people. I'm always talking about that with different meditative practices and sharing with my clients and when I'm doing readings, psychic readings and astrological readings for people, looking at their temperament, feeling into their temperament, talking with their guides about their temperament, and then having practices that are meditative in nature or specific breathwork practices that are prescriptive and match their vibration and match their personalities and match their psyches. And so really exploring and reflecting on what works for you is part of this journey. Like for example, I love working out and moving my body. I have an Aries moon and this is the medicine for Aries moon. It's a way to help myself process my emotions and really just express energy. So if you have a fire astrological in the Western paradigm of astrology, moon, particularly Aries, expressing energy actually gives you more energy and helps you digest feelings and such. Other moons can be totally different. And so when I work out or do a really challenging yoga practice, that actually helps me digest stress. It makes me feel calm the more rigorous my practice is most of the time. So for the majority of people, that might not be the case. For some people, that's a way to take care of their body. They feel great, right? Their body, their endorphins kick in. It's important for them. But the intensity with which they need to do that kind of practice might be different than, say, me. To feel relaxed afterwards or even during so it might be great to do that vigorous yoga practice for you too. And that makes you feel really good. And yet it's not the thing that calms you. Do you see that nuance? That makes you feel rested. So one thing that is huge that I know has healed and supported my nervous system time and time again. And for those of my clients and students is getting outside and connecting to nature I talk about this a lot on this podcast and for many people, I know it sounds like a total blaring flash of the obvious, like you might be thinking, yeah, I know that, outside, outside. However, if you are thinking about this, how much are you actually doing it? There's so many things that we know, you know, would be good for us, but then when you actually authentically and honestly look at your life, are you spending a minimum of 20 minutes a day outside in nature and letting that sun get on your face or that wind? Other than 
like torrential downfall which I'm a huge fan of getting out and in frankly I love snowstorms and even rain but other than those things really I'd encourage you to add this to your daily to-do list because it is a game changer just scheduling 20 minutes out in the sun you know the sun alone is so healing And I feel like it gets a lot of a bad rap these days, rightfully so, because of what we've done to the ozone, because how we need to protect our skin. Skin cancer is real. I have Irish background. I have to be really careful with that. But there is this diatribe in our overculture that's instilled so much fear about the sun and its rays that we can forget that there's benefits still to them too. And that's why there's such a complete um, deprivation of vitamin D in so many people that can lead to depression and all sorts of things that many people I know weren't even aware of that they had because of a lack of D. So we've got to find that balance of protecting your skin for sure with lotions or however you do it. But also we need exposure to the sun, even if it's indirect sunlight, big time, sitting in a window, sitting under a shaded tree. So again, put on that sunscreen, protect your skin however you need to, but also consider gleaning the benefit of what so many ancient cultures knew to be true about the sun and its rays that are life-giving, energizing, and have healing properties for us for sure. Supporting our sleep is a big connection to the sun. Sunlight ensures better sleep and sets people's circadian rhythms by regulating the levels of serotonin and melatonin. So melatonin, as a lot of us know, is that hormone that we hear a lot about and that's produced in the body in the evening when it's time to prepare your body for sleep. The body does that automatically. So when we wake up to bright light, it tells your body to stop making melatonin and sets your biorhythms up optimally for your day. So a lot of studies show if you get an hour of light in the morning or even a half an hour, you might sleep better at night and it really helps again support the rhythms of the sleep, those circadian rhythms. As I mentioned that vitamin D production boost, which helps our mood and you know, can help a lot of people dance with feelings of depression. Sunshine also gives signals to our brain to be alert and awake, which increases our energy. So during the sunny times of day in the year, we might feel like we have more energy because our brains are being activated more. Our brains are being told the message, be alert, be awake. And so any time of the year, if we are ushering ourselves outdoors more fully, we can feel less lethargic, more lively and energetic. And it's interesting because in time space reality, we just had daylight saving spring forward. And I read an article about them maybe getting rid of that practice here in the US. And they were saying studies show that when there's more light, which is the phase I'm living in right now, all of a sudden clocks have sprung forward and we're getting more of that nighttime light people are out more and they're less depressed and it's like significant the change so they might change it to that way permanently which this sounds amazing so there are some studies and research that show that sunlight might improve symptoms and challenges of various mental health challenges with symptoms like bipolar depression attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and even uh, schizophrenia so it's really interesting to do research on that and see that some studies show there could be a connection to lower levels of vitamin D 
um, for individuals dancing with those challenges. Sunlight can also lower your blood pressure as exposure to sunlight triggers the skin to release stored nitrogen oxides, which cause arteries to dilate, lowering blood pressure. And this exposure, interestingly, comes from UV rays, not visible light itself. When your blood pressure is lower, obviously it's good for your overall cardiovascular health, which is really important. And again, you've got to protect your type of skin for sure. However, sun rays can help some people with inflammatory skin conditions such as psoriasis, eczema, and acne. Sunlight has also been associated with improving autoimmune diseases such as arthritis and inflammatory bowel disease. So you can talk to your skin doctor, you know, make sure you're protected again, but many benefits from the sun. As I mentioned, even with that vitamin D, that helps the body absorb calcium and phosphate from our diet, which are minerals that are really essential for healthy bones, teeth, and muscles. So not getting enough of that D, which is so prevalent, can actually be bad for our bone health and our bones can get weak or softer and uh, it can even, you know, long-term contribute to the development of osteoporosis. So just thoughts about the benefits of sunlight, even indirectly. There's also benefits in the wind for our lungs. So that outdoor wind, breathing fresh air, produced from nature is so important because the negative ions that come out of the earth can help heal our nervous system as we breathe and energetically take them in. And again, we get recalibrate it. So it's so fascinating. In the yoga tradition and many paths and streams of it, it's called vata, the wind energy, is so talked about and emphasized. And that going outside and merging our personal wind with the wind of the earth, which is, you know, the wind of the divine. It's a gateway. It's said that when we merge our personal breath with that of nature's, then we in turn open up the wind of consciousness and we're breathing in that all-pervasive, unifying, love, healing energy through breathing with nature herself. So it's something to think about. And we are of nature. And so when we plug into nature, it's like getting our bodies, our minds, our hearts juiced up. And it's 100% for free. You know, if we don't, our bodies, minds, and hearts, we lose charge. And then we run around on a low battery at best. And everyone is so focused and obsessed with the technologies, making sure that those batteries are charged. What if we turn that kind of attention and energy in our own personal batteries? You know, for us, if we don't do that, at best, we just start to, you know, feel the symptoms of exhaustion or you know, all aches and pains, and yet at worst, our symptoms all of a sudden can glitch out one day from not being charged into a power source unexpectedly from the natural world where they have come from. I'm also a really big fan of journaling about these things. As I find with myself and my coaching clients, it really can keep a person accountable, so try it. 
if you resist it, it's probably a really valuable exercise for you. Even more profoundly, it can reflect back to us clearly what we're actually doing. Because as humans, you know, we think we're doing all these things. Like you might meditate one day a week and just be like, oh yeah, I meditate and I, I do these different things. So yeah, I get outside. But yet you're not really writing down in clear how much. And so just for a short period of time, it can be really informative and helpful to have a journal or a log or put it as a note in your phone and pay attention to what you're doing in your activities. Just as so often we're eating food and not really tasting it, right? We're having a conversation and all of a sudden the sandwich is like done. Or we're doing all sorts of activities and not really taking them in. Even the ones that are positive for us in the way of our expansion and healing and accessing our most peace and power. But if we jot them down and make them tangible in front of us so we can see them, then we can actually process with presence and mindfulness which activities and habits we are filling our days with. If you really still feel resistant to this, try starting by challenging yourself to do this just for one day. Look, I'm just going to do this one day, maybe one week. But even if you start with one day and just see how helpful and easy it is, it keeps us adulting and accountable with a capital A. And this is a good thing because it makes us conscious, right? If you're listening to this podcast, you are committed to your own conscious development and for sure living a life of the most empowerment and alignment. And so challenge yourself make a note on your phone like I said or do it on a piece of paper but just write out the categories body mind heart peace relaxation maybe supportive people in my life sleep those are just suggestions you can do whatever you want but you know what are your core values of things that you want to tend to in your life amidst the obligatory activities and then when you do things that support these categories that are some of your core values and what you want to achieve while living on this earth write them under you know the header so if you did something for your body if you did a tai chi practice you know you write that down what did you do for your heart today write that down what did you do for your mind today contexto I just learned this new game from my son right that's fun and it's good for my mind what did you do for peace that's a core value of mind peace what did you do for relaxation who was supportive in your life today then you can start to see patterns patterns that support you and maybe holes that you'd like to fill in in the way of the patterning to make a more profound architecture in your life and tensegrity so that when you're being pulled out into your different activities there's still other things that are reminding you to pull in and integrate into this practice of rest you can jot these things that you've notated down during your day or maybe you do it at the end of each day so whatever works for you then of course perhaps the greatest practice in my humble opinion of all 
is resting into the present moment. How do we rest into the present moment? So that is somewhat a temperament thing and it's something to play with for sure. However, one sure way that I know is feeling into your body. Simply feel into your body right now. Most of us are listening to this and might not be very much in our bodies because we're in other places, our mind, our emotional body. Breathe a full breath and feel your breath. Pour into your body from your toe tips all the way up to the crown of the head, all the way out your fingertips and feel every part of your body. Again, the body is something to be honored. In my lineage, tantric yoga, the body is sacred. The body is a temple and the body is a tool. So we want to take really good care of our tool and also pay attention to it because its main function is to allow us to not only function in this world, but to experience all sorts of mysteries and magic, both seen and unseen. So by bringing our awareness and practicing again and again back to our body, we start to tie ourselves to the magic. It's through the body that we can experience the invisible, not just the visible. And so try that. Rest is breath. And as you exhale very naturally, the nervous system requites and releases and so now i invite you just to take three to five breaths and accentuate the exhalation some of us the inhalation is a little more tricky and harder to find more of some of us it's conversely the exhalation so if the exhalation is harder for you notice that a lot of us who dance with anxiety or anxious feelings it could be that way for you. And so notice if you're inhaling for four and the exhalation's too hard to do more, then maybe just trim the inhalation a little bit. Just trim it to two. And then you can exhale a little bit longer and work with yourself that way. Often when we focus on our exhalation and make it a priority, it begins to lengthen for us. So know this and you can practice this. Right now, take three to five more breaths, still focusing on an elongated exhalation. And now feel into the root of your body, your seat, your legs, and your feet. And each exhalation with presence Drop your consciousness and your awareness of yourself into your lower body. This is a technique that can really help activate rest. So much of our journey with rest is again recalibrating our nervous systems and finding more of our parasympathetic nervous system, the aspect of our nervous system that rests, restores, and rejuvenates, not fights, flight, and fawn, 
which that aspect of the nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system, we spend the majority of our time in most of us. So activating your parasympathetic nervous system is part of the game. Restorative yoga is amazing. I love restorative yoga, so you can look that up if that feels good for your body. Yoga Nidra is another technique. You can go to Insight Timer or any meditation app and type that in, yoga, and then the word N-I-D-R-A, Nidra. And it's a methodology for deep relaxation during the day. So committing to pockets of peace and finding ways that allow you to rest in the present moment because that's where your life is being lived and when we're not in the present moment we're actually missing out on the moments that make up our life one thing you can do if you feel the mind really agitated if you feel yourself out of your body you can look around the room that you're in and practice naming four shapes that you see And just label them in your mind. Star, circle, square, triangle. That's another tool that can allow you to rest in the present moment. The mind is focused not on many things, but one thing. It's meditative. That's what meditation means. One-pointed focus. And then we can allow all parts of ourself, all layers of self to be absorbed in that thing and our nervous system's calm and we get ushered into that parasympathetic aspect of our nervous system where rest and restorative feelings and energies happen quite literally physiologically too. Take a moment and maybe close your eyes Or you can stare at a point in the front of you and have your eyelids half open, a little heavy. If it's safe, of course, to do so. Or you can pause and come back later. But take a breath or two again into your seat, legs and feet. And adding the thread of longer exhales. Breathing and meditating, eyes open or eyes closed, just for a minute or two. Start to begin to perhaps repeat this word rest, silently or aloud. And with each inhalation, you say rest. And with each exhalation, you repeat rest. All aspects of yourself know deeply what this word means. And so you can make this word a mantra a tool to elicit that which your goal is. So again, inhale, rest. Exhale, rest. Inhale, rest. Exhale, rest. Maybe you add inhale, rest. Exhale into the present moment. Inhale, rest. Exhale present moment do it on your own just five to ten more seconds elongating the exhalation repeating the mindful mantra
rest into the timeless truth that you are being guided and protected by your guides, by your ancestors, by your angels. When we rest, we tether ourselves to them and we open up the channel simultaneously to them as well. So when we're resting, we're allowing ourselves to receive, to receive guidance, to receive blessings, to receive energy from beings that are unseen, from energies that are life enhancing for us. And so remember this, rest works on so many levels of you, all the levels of you. Rest is breath. So if you're ever feeling like you don't know how to start, just find and reclaim your breath. And that is the way in. When I was growing up, my mother had a beautiful Klimt picture who I just love. He's one of my favorite artists ever above her bed of Dane. She's the Greek goddess and she's curled up in like this ball. And that image always stayed with me. And it's such a powerful image of enveloping oneself into oneself and the wisdom of rest. So if you can find an image that really encapsulates this idea of radical self-care and of deep, profound practice, print it out, find one, or maybe look that one up for you. Again, in a society that's supporting the rat race, the doggy dog, the insufferable pace, and demands that of us, we can be wiser. We can set boundaries by resting. Rest is radical. Rest is revolutionary. It's a revolutionary act. Rest is recuperative. Rest is restorative. And rest is regenerative. May it be yours, and may you put it at the top of your list in the way of a practice to commit to. As always, thank you so much for taking these words in. Rest and namaste. Thank you for taking these words in. I hope they ground, inform, and inspire you on your journey of the mystic path. If you like what you heard, please be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever podcast platform you use. It is so appreciated. Also, check out my website, modernmystic.love, where you can find information about my very exciting monthly mystic membership. My members have unlimited access to a robust video library, which includes short videos that are easily digestible, sharing practical ways to integrate mystical living into your day-to-day -day life. These compelling videos cover topics such as how to ground, protect, and grow your energy, how to develop your psychic abilities, 
how to connect to your spirit team, shadow work, inner child work, tarot cards, lots of Western astrology, of course, in addition to syncing up with the rhythms of nature and so much more. I've gotten so much positive feedback that these videos are game changers for folks. Also included in the membership are over 100 alignment-based yoga classes of all different levels, meditation and breathwork classes, so you can work from the inside out or the outside in and up level yourself as you become the next version of you. Not to mention my mystic members get all sorts of bonus content and discounts from my visionary podcast guests. So check out modernmystic.love and take a peek there as there's a free sampling of some videos waiting for you. Lastly, if you are looking for some conscious conversation and compelling community, check out also our private Modern Mystic podcast Facebook group. Keep on meeting the present moment where the magic lives, one breath at a time. Namaste. Namaste.